Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio, and uh, I guess the question is, is that true? 
Is that true, dude? People fear a black planet. Y'all remember that old hit by um, Public Enemy? I miss that group. They had a lot of good things to say, and that was just one of them. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Five Smooth Stones. All right? And tonight, we are going to be dealing with something I think is one of the most important uh, yet forgotten by the masses, subjects out there. Um, I say the masses because there are some people that haven't forgot it and they don't like it and they're pushing to fight against it. And that is race mixing. Now, I have to tell you this before I go any further. I do not acknowledge race based upon color. So, having said that, each time I say race mixing tonight, I'm only saying that because you may not know what I'm talking about if I say it my way, all right? I believe that people are only divided when the Most High divides us. And there is a division among men at the Most High, or there is a unique, I shouldn't say a division. The Most High has identified seven nations set forth in the, uh, Genesis. I think it's Genesis 10. I'm going to say Genesis 10. We're talking about the, the different nations, okay? Yeah, there is a division there. But there isn't a division based upon skin color, okay? There isn't a division based upon skin color. This is something something totally made up by mankind, something totally made up to divide us, and to conquer us. Actually, I didn't say that right. This is something made up by the evil one. I believe evil spirits, a doctrine of devils is what it is. Doctrines from the from the underworld, from the, from, from fallen angels, a uh, concept to break down mankind so that they can have their way uh, in um, bringing us to destruction. And that's a whole other topic, but I want to stay on the whole concept of race based upon color. No such thing. It's too fickle. It's too weak. It's not consistent. It's not any of the laws, the universal laws we have. There's all types of flaws with the concept of race based upon color. Uh, anytime you get in the conversation, it always gets heated because people just simply uh, can't. Um, make any sense out of it. It's just just that simple. So, anyway, I want to just uh, let everybody know that I really appreciate everyone um, supporting Five Smooth Stones. Uh, and I'm going to start this show as mellow as I can. I'm trying to be, take everything real slow because I know for a fact that this show tonight will probably be one of those shows where um get your blood pressure going. So I want to just stay in a, 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 the right spirit, and I want to let everybody know that uh, Brother Seth loves all people. And all I'm trying to do with this show tonight is let people know that while maybe we don't have friends that have these concerns 
There are many people that do. I see them all the time. And many of the people in my group or in my world or in my clan or in my world or in my social group, we have a tendency to be on the um, liberal side, what they call the liberal side. I don't like these tags. You know, tags get you in trouble, just like the whole black and white concept. But uh, most people that I know are more like what they call liberals, people that that believe in loving all people, or they try. They may not be that good at it, but they believe that love is going to rule, it's going to win in the end. And most people that I know are church-going people. They're not agnostic. They're not atheists. They believe in the most high. We might not always agree on what we call him. We may not always agree on what he is requiring out of man. Uh, We might not always agree on a lot of different things, but most people in my world don't have any trouble with two people coming together that so happen to be of different colors. They don't have any trouble with that. Okay. Most people I know um, love to see two people in love that happen to be black and white. Okay. But now, and I can't say that that's all Democrats. I can't say that Republicans are all the other way. But I've noticed in my world, in, in my life, in my routine, or whatever you want to call it, I see a lot of people seem like the wealthier they are. I mean, excuse me, it's not true. Actually, it's not the wealthier ones. It's the ones in between that's actually that middle class where you see most of this racism. And most of them, I think, happen to be conservative. These are people that really love their country. And uh, these are people that are hardcore Americans. But some, some, for some reason, I'm not saying everybody that loves their country is um, a racist. Don't think I'm saying that. Please don't think I'm saying that. It's all kind of dem- uh, Democrats, uh, um, people in different walks of life, so from soldiers to architects to lawyers to to just everyday workers that show enough love this country, okay? So I'm not trying to say that, but it seems like when you get people that's waving the flag and that's really uh, survivalist-type-of-minded people, oftentimes when you see the flag and you see survivalists and you see people uh, along this mindset, oftentimes the very next thing you'll see is an all-white environment, and the very next thing you'll see some of the time is this this concern about race mixing. It's very, very real. All you got to do is get the gun magazines, look in the back of the gun magazines. Again, the gun magazines is about the survivalists that I talked about earlier. This is this is this is one of the places Can I have your attention, please? This is a pre-recorded message 
I have been disconnected from Blog Talk Radio. I'm trying to call back right now. I've created this message for time disease. So please be patient. I'm trying to call back. Again, we've been disconnected. And uh, I am trying to call back. Alright? Thank you for your patience. Again, everybody, this is Brother Seth. I've been disconnected from Blog Talk Radio. Please be patient. This is a pre-recorded message. This is not a live message. You're not listening to me live. Please stay tuned. I am trying to call back as we speak. Please be patient. Okay, people, I'm back. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. You know, I'm expecting some crazy stuff tonight every single time I deal with race, especially when I attack this concept of race based upon color. You can go back and listen to all the shows. Whenever we, on Tuesday night, we get more interruptions. This is when we got a visit from the group. Uh, One guy was from Russia. I don't know if it was all Russians, but right after that, I... Got an attack on my computer with Norton Let me know that uh, I had an attack And I don't just use Norton I use other ones just in case some of y'all listen And think you're going to dismantle that But uh, anyway I got a warning And I did some research and found out the attack came directly From Russia And that is no joke So if I get disconnected until If it ain't 1 o'clock I'm not done folks This show is going to go to 1 o'clock and sometime we go over So I do apologize. I apologize for the disconnection. But I think what I was saying, and I must admit, I did lose my train of thought. So if anybody in the chat room is listening and you want to remind me, fine. But I have so much to say, and I have it written down here, so I'm sure I'll come back here in a second. But anyway, folks, it's real simple. This show is designed. As a matter of fact, five smooth stones represent five topics, five topics that I teach on. And I've been doing this for over a year now. And uh, these five topics is designed to bring people closer to the most high, to bring them in more fellowship with uh, the the Father and more harmony with the uh, planet and just help us to be more in unison. Everybody is just, this is very serious business, this show, this information is a very serious business. And tonight is one of those uh, stones, five stones again represent five topics, and one of the stones is called white supremacy slash black inferiority. One coin, two different sides. One coin, two different sides. You cannot have white supremacy unless you have somebody believing that they're inferior. You cannot have black inferiority without somebody telling them they're, they're inferior. So inferiority only exists where there's superiority, and superiority only exists where there's inferiority. You can't rule over somebody as a superior person unless they believe that they are an inferior person. And you can't 
really be inferior and serve and have a servant. Uh, I'm not talking about this servant attitude like Christ had. I'm talking about this uh, Uncle Tom kind of uh, uh, step and fetching kind of that stuff y'all saw back in the 40s and 30s that black people was doing in slavery to um, just to get along with their white counterparts. Uh, they're uh, not counterparts, but they're the masters. So tonight we're talking about white supremacy slash black inferiority. Same topic, same subject. If you, caught, if you got something that has to do with black inferiority, let's talk about it. You have something that has to do with white supremacy. Let's talk about it. And it may be in some minds that whites are superior. I'm going to play a clip from you. Well, in a little bit, I won't. I'm going to wait till a few more people come because I'm expecting a lot of people on this. Uh, I've got some groups that actually I send invitations to, and I'm expecting them to come. And I don't want to have to repeat stuff. I hate, I hate repeating stuff because everybody show up, you know, 15 minutes after the show. But you get the, the wonderful benefit of hearing me lay the foundation uh, to hear the purpose and hear where I'm coming from, and that gives you a few extra uh, things that other people just don't get. And again, the show, Five Smooth Stones, is five topics, five topics. And I'll name them. They're in, in, not in any certain order. How, what happened to me, and make this, in, I'll, I'll make this long story short, very long story short, um, and I'm just I'm laying a foundation. Of those that's not here just won't get it. But the foundation I'm going to lay will help you understand this show because when we start, people start calling, hanging up, and all this crazy stuff that normally happens when we deal with race. Trust me, it'll make more sense. Um, things I'm saying, in my, you'll at least understand my heart. Now, in 1988, I attended a church convention. And I was concerned about some things that I was hearing at this convention. One of them which was, this was by the one and only Kenneth Copeland. A lot of y'all know who he is. He's a world evangelist. Everybody knows, should know who he is. Even if you don't like him, you should know who he is. But I happened to be at his convention. I don't go to him more, but I I did go, and he's all right guy. But I had some issues with some of the things he said at that particular convention. One of the things he said, actually, he first said it in 87. He said that God was getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Well, not only did blacks celebrate this, but so did our white brothers and sisters at this convention. Everybody began to really dance and celebrate because that was good news, that God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. First is going to be last, last is going to be first. Between 1987 and Crazy racism. I mean, I've seen stuff in church that you wouldn't believe if I told you right now. I heard things I just couldn't believe. Racism, flat out, 100% racism, white supremacy, or black inferiority. Watch this. So in 88, when he said the very same thing, people began to dance and celebrate because I realized that a lot of times when our white brothers and sisters say something like, God is getting ready to do something, I'm talking about churches right now. We're going to get out of churches and talk about other parts of life. But I've got to deal, most of our society, our belief system starts in churches. So you got to work from the church out into the secular world. We're going to do that. But watch this. It's going to be profound. It's very important what I'm about to say. 
we're going to get into a white skin and, and being annihilated and is it really annihilated and what is white skin. We're going, we're going, we're going to go there, but i got to lay this down. Trust me, i got to lay this out. So I begin to be grieved by Kenneth Copeland when he said God is getting ready to, the second time he said it in 88, it didn't hit me like it did in 87. And I found out a lot of times white people do not want to give up ground. They do not want to give up their place when the Most High have ordained them to move on. They don't trust the Most High, for one, to move on. So they have a tendency to hold on to something that's not theirs and try to block other people from moving on. And uh, uh, there's a threat. There's insecurities. There's all types of things. And this is not just in the church. This is in the business world. A lot of people are supposed to be promoted. Lots of people are supposed to be promoted into positions of power, but quite out of fear. Uh, would you know? Often say things like, and this is just as racist as uh, getting the back nigger sitting in the back of the bus. It's just as racist. They'll say something very popular. It'll be something like this. You know, George. You know, the most qualified person, man, and one day you're going to have your own. You're going to one day, one day, one day. They always push it out in the future. It's kind of like how they told the slaves about heaven. I said, I don't believe in heaven. I'm not even discussing that right now. I'm just saying, but they kept telling them, not now, not now, George. You're going to get yours in heaven. You're going to get yours later. And when this minister, Kenneth Copeland, and all these ministers back in 87 were saying, God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first, when I heard this, it was good news. Again, whites and blacks celebrated at that convention. We had over 20,000 people. We, I'm talking about people who really celebrate the fact of Kenneth Copeland saying that God was getting ready to put this word, his word, in black people, black men. Actually, that's what he said, in black men. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Now, white people celebrated, and I'm sure they knew what that meant. But in 88, it grieved me because I found out that a lot of times, again, a lot of racism happened between 87 and 88. And uh, 88, when I heard that, it didn't, I didn't budge at all. And I didn't budge because I found out I felt like it was another form of racism. This is exactly what Kenneth Copeland said. I'm trying to speed up things here. He, he said, I got something to tell you black people. And what I tell you, you're going to be so excited, you're just going to dance, something to that effect. He says, but I can't tell you right now. And then he went on to say to God, I tell you one thing, though, God is going to put his word in the black man like never before. And I didn't, like, I didn't like that. I didn't like him saying that to me. I didn't like that tease. And I was thinking to myself, who is this man to tell a people that they got to wait? God didn't tell them to share anything. Now, again, some of y'all don't go to church and you're not down with church and you don't learn about church. But I'm telling you, everything in the secular world has its roots in church, including business and how we do business and the code of conduct of business and the morals behind business. The church is the motor of society. Y'all got to get that. Okay, You may not be down with going to church and preachers and all this, but you got to follow me as I lay this foundation. So I went and prayed, and I prayed. You know how you pray, and then you pray. It was one of those pray type of things. I really, my heart was heavy as I talked to the Father. You know, all of us had those conversations. We can pray a thousand times a, a, a week, but we ain't going to pray these too many prayers. We might pray this kind of prayer I'm talking about maybe once, maybe once a year we'll pray this serious prayer. But I was really tired of white supremacy and white lies and 
and, and, and white people that was always on TV because they had money dictating to black people which way they should go, which direction they should go, how they should look at God, how they should look at themselves, who they were, where they was from, even teachings about black skin. And I just got tired. I, I, I said, Father, and I just pulled my heart out. I'm not going to tell you all every word because it's personal. But basically I asked this. I asked five questions to the most high. Not in necessarily this order. We're talking about what is five smooth stones, how I got the name five smooth stones. All this have serious relevance to this topic tonight. So when I'm laying this down so y'all won't think I hate white people, y'all won't think I'm no, you know, black supremacists or none. When I lay this foundation, you're going to understand totally what I'm coming from. So when I say some other things, it's going to be very harsh to some of y'all. You'll know where I'm coming from. So I asked the most high five questions. The five questions was, Father, what is what you use in a black man? Why are these ministers, white ministers and black ministers, keep saying this is in 1987? It's in 1988 when I prayed this They have been saying this since 86, 87. I've been hearing it here. I said, what is what these people keep saying that you're going to use black men? You're going to use black men. God is getting ready to use the black man. He's getting ready to put his word in the black man. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. What is what you're using the black man? I say, Father, what if a white man seek you? I'm telling you, I prayed this prayer, folks, because in 87, I rejoiced when I first heard it. In 88, I felt like it was a type of racism. I just couldn't trust what this man was saying. So I said, I said, what if a white man seek you? You mean you're not going to use him, you're going to use a black man? It just sounds like God is never... I knew that he never was into color. I knew that much about the scriptures. Okay, I'm not a scholar, but I knew that God is not going to be using somebody just because they're black. So I kept putting all these preachers say it, say it, say it. So I asked the most high five questions. The five questions translated into five answers. The five answers is what we call five smooth stones for those of you that are new to the show. We've got a lot of new people that's going to be showing up here in a little bit. So I said, what's what you use in black folks? Second question I asked him, I said, Father, that sounds racist. It sounds racist. Why would you use black people? What about white people? What if white people seek you? What if they have a, a character like Christ? You mean you're going to step over them and use? I said that for those of y'all that think I hate white people. I said that. I didn't I didn't buy this whole thing, God, going to use black people. Okay? Second thing I asked him most high was, what's really going on? I keep hearing that there's something called Illuminati. New World Order, well, they didn't call it New World Order. It's called, back then, called One World Government. I keep hearing something about the One World Government. I keep hearing about masonry. And, and, and what's going on? I heard of a book called Protocols of Learned Elder Design, how they plan our life way back. I say, Father, is this stuff true? Is this true? What is really going on? I, I can no longer trust CBS, CNN. I feel like I'm being lied to. Father, what is really, really going on? I mean, this is my prayer. And I'm, I mean, I was praying this prayer, and I recommend y'all do the same thing. But I was I was really serious about this. I said, Father, what is really going on? Next thing I asked was, can I travel the world? I said, Father, can I travel the world? I didn't ask to be born in the United States. All these white ministers and white these people you go to for truth, institutions, uh, you go to college, you want to learn what's going on in your world, and you only hear about Europe. Like the whole world history is Europe and America. Europe is a baby, still in diapers. 
Africa's an old lady, an old mother, who is an old couple. You know, that's basically a, 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 they're the ones in diapers. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Europe is the one, the teenager. Africa's old people, and they want to tell us history. Is you? I, I say, Father, can I see the world? I want another perspective of what's going on. I just feel like I'm not, I'm not educated, even though we got the Harvest and the Yales and all these institutions that you can go and learn. I just felt like none of us really is educated. I didn't trust anybody. So my third question to the Most High was, can I see the world? Can I see the world? And I actually thought he was going to make me rich and I see the world. I ended up seeing 24 countries, but I, and I'm not, I haven't seen the world, folks. I know 24 countries ain't the world, but it ain't that I went to 24 countries. It's who I met in 24 countries because the people I met, you just can't travel and meet these kinds of people, this kind of information I met, especially when I was in Ethiopia. Okay, so I uh, asked another question. The other question was, Father, I don't care what color people were looked like in the Bible. I don't care what they look like in the Bible. That's not important to me. But I just want to know, just out of curiosity, were there any people in that Bible that looked like me? And when I say I didn't care, I meant it's not going to change my belief system. I'm not going to quit trusting you, loving you, following you, reading your word. So it's not going. I don't care. I meant I don't. I meant when I said I don't care. My prayer was it didn't matter to me what color Christ was at the time. I thought he was blonde hair, blue eyes. All the pictures y'all got up on y'all wall, some of y'all, and that's what I had. And it wasn't just up on my wall. It was up on every wall of my friends and all on in our churches. So to my white brothers and sisters, please stop saying that black people is trying to just make Jesus black. Black people have served a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus, who we even thought was God, not just the son, but God. And we had no trouble with it. No trouble with it. If it don't matter what color he is, you should put up. If you really think you're free in this area and you don't care, you're not hung up, it's just you black people, you should hang up a nappy hair, Rastafarian-looking Jesus in your family's big dining room and go to your church and push for the same thing. Do that as long as black people have, in all honesty and holistic worship, did to this white image. Do that and you can talk to me about who's the racist. I mean that with all my heart. I didn't care what color he was, but I asked the Most High, was there anybody in the Bible that looked like so-called black people? And I saw some people leave the show just then. <laughs> just then when I said that, see, that's what people's heart is at. They'll say, oh, y'all trying to make Jesus black. No, we're not trying to make Jesus black or God black. We're just trying to learn truth. And as we see that these people in the book were dark-skinned people, we just try to live accordingly. Black people, again, have already proven through their life, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers, our grandfathers and great-grandfathers, we've had these white images up and we don't have no trouble. We had no trouble believing. You ask the average white black person right now, close your eyes. Mr. and Mrs. Black person. Now imagine the twelve disciples. Imagine angels. Ask them what color all of them were. The average black person, the sound of my voice, uh, in America, in, on the planet. Well, not on the planet, because they actually know better on the other side of the land. 
But the average American will tell you they saw white images. They didn't see no. They didn't see no locks. They didn't see nobody look like no Rastafarian. So we are walking around worshiping, and y'all know we go to church more than black white people do. So I'm trying to show you something about black people before we get into it, because this is white people's night. This is the time for them to shine. All of these racists is going to get their time in a second. We're going to let them have this mic. But before we do, I want y'all to really think about this. The average black person, white, Mr. White Man and Mr. White Lady, so-called white, because y'all know I don't believe in that concept. If you ask the average so-called black person, Close their eyes, they're gonna image they're gonna imagine Christ, the disciples, Moses, everybody white. And yet we worship, we go to church, we spend lots and lots of money, we build all these big temples, we spend millions, if not trillions of dollars in the church. Never say black people are racist towards God. That is ludicrous. While we most of us still think he looks like white people. We have folks that look like your uncle hanging up in our living room. Are we really racist? Think about it. All right, so I asked the Most High, what color was the people of the Bible? That was the fourth question. Again, for those of you just popped in the chat room and popped on the phone line, I'm talking to the Most High in 1988. I'm laying a foundation for this this talk tonight because we're going to get heavy Attitude's going to get high. Emotion's going to get high. Before the storm comes, I'm letting everybody know where my heart is. That I ask the most high five questions, and those five answers is what we call five smooth stones. So what color were people in the Bible? I asked the most high. That told him it didn't matter to me. I'm going to continue serving him no matter what. All right? Last question, and not in this order per se was, can I understand the book of Revelation, Father? Can I understand the book of Revelation? I'm tired of Hilton Sutton. How Lindsay, Pat Robinson, all these people who I suspect they keep making racist comments. I don't even see. You got to understand, some of these people are very brilliant and they're smart, but when it comes to black people, they're deliberately withhold information. Just like Kenneth Copeland says, "I got something to tell you, black people. I can't tell you right now." For as I know, he had never really dropped the bomb on black people. So no telling what these people know, but I know what they. I, I got a good idea what they're gonna say. And that is the revelation or the answers of these five questions I got. I'm going to quickly answer what the Most High gave me. I'm going to give it to you in, what, three minutes? But this took 20 years. Every one of these topics can take a year to talk about. I literally mean a year. I've done a year of shows, and I've talked about nothing but the five from stone. Okay, so what is what you use in black people? That was my first question to most high. What is what you use in black people? Why don't you use white people? You mean that white people seek you with all their hearts? You're going to not choose them? Father, that sounds racist. Why do these ministers keep saying that God is going to use black people? I'm talking about white ministers were saying that. I found out why. It is true. It is true. He is going to use black people more so than white people in the end. But it's not because they're black. It's because when he gets ready to start revealing truth about who the real Jews are and who the real Israelites are and who the real people of the Bible are and all of these revelations, white people, because they're in love with idolatry of themselves, worshiping white skin, white images, they will not be able to preach it. It's just too much. And this is what I believe is going to be the great falling away. A lot of white people cannot stomach the fact that Christ looked like a Rastafarian. 
I said, a lot of our white brothers and sisters dancing beside you in churches cannot, will not accept a Christ that look like a Rastafarian because they wasn't into the worship of the true Christ. They was into the worship of their own superiority. That is why those ministers are right. The Most High is going to use the black man like never before. He is going to put his word in the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. That is truth. So Kenneth Copeland was right, and all the other ministers was right in that. As far as what's really going on, remember I asked the Most High, Father, what's really going on? Now, that, that I just said about him using the black man, that I don't preach on. If you listen to Fives and Son, if you're new, click follow. Send, share this show with other people right now and follow this show. You'll see, I talk about this all the time, but I go into details. Because I just hit that real quick. And some of y'all still not understanding what I meant. But there's a lot of things coming down the chute about, you know, the Ethiopia, for instance. I was in Ethiopia. And what the Ethiopians told me was that eunuch that got baptized in the book of Acts when it started a church. Well, that eunuch that, that, unit that got baptized in the book of Acts when it started a church, and the church that he started is still there today. It's called the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. That church predates Catholicism thousands of years. Do you have any idea what I just said? Do you have any idea the kind of accuracy the Ethiopian church would have? Over, even the, Anyway, y'all don't get what I'm saying. Let me move on. That is crazy profound truth, and there's so much more where they come from. Okay, I asked the most side, what's going on? What about NBC, ABC, CNN? I said, I can't trust the news. I said, Father, I've heard that there's wars planned 30 years in advance. I heard about them called the, a one-world government. Is that true? I heard about masonries. I heard about all these secrets. What's going on? The most high begins to reveal to me about the new world order. Yes, the Illuminati is real. Yes, there was a book called The Protocols of the Learned Elder Design. Yes, a lot of what we do right now was planned a long, long time ago. Yes, sports was created to be a distraction to man, to get us our minds hung up on sports, sitting up looking at TV, yelling like somebody crazy with that beer in our hands, to distract us from the, what's really going on. The most I begin to reveal to me a lot of things that are going on that you would not and we talk about this on Thursday. Anybody been listening to Possible Stones know brother, you talk about that too much. I mean, we talk about what is really going on. We talk about parallel church, Federal Reserve, everything. Okay. Can I travel the world? That was another I was a question asked the most high. Of course he said yes I could. I've been to Ethiopia, China, India, uh all throughout Europe, um, Africa Israel, I've been to Israel probably more than I've been anywhere. Uh, anyway, uh, what color was the people of the Bible? The people of the Bible. That book that you call the Bible, that collection of books, is full of people. Uh, peace, my brother, those of you in the Chatham Hotel. Welcome, everybody. Shalom to the Israelites. Hotel to the uh, so-called, uh, I think they like to call themselves Egyptologists. Some people don't like that name, but just welcome everybody, for real. Whites, blacks, please, y'all are so welcome. All right? Uh, what color were the people in the Bible? It is ludicrous. I'm not going to say ludicrous because that makes it sound like your person is stupid, but anybody that do not believe that the Bible is full of dark-skinned, dust-colored people, have not studied very long. It is almost an 
I don't even want to. I don't want to make I don't, tonight. I don't want to put that on anybody. I'm not in the mood to talk down to nobody. But let me just say it as, as, as respectful as I can. The Bible said the Most High made men out of the dust of the earth, the dust of the earth, the dust of the earth. If you look outside right now, you wonder if you can see. All you will see is green and brown. That's what the world has always been: green and brown. Green. And brown. When you die, you go back to one of those colors. All animals goes back to one of those colors. Now look outside your window again. I want you to look for this color. I want you to look for white skin, the color of white skin. You will look between now and next year. You will never see nothing on the planet Earth the color of white people. Now, I'm trying to lay this foundation. Y'all can think I'm full of hate all you want. I ain't have time for it. I told you, I love everybody. I'm not on it. That's the show down the street. That's another show. I'm telling you, there is nothing the color of white skin because white skin is a mutation. Now, after I said that, i got to say this. White skin people, though, and the dust-colored people, earth-colored people, are the same people. I despise teachings, and I can eat it up like a rockwiler. These philosophies that white people come from all these weird racist teachings, white people, it's nothing more than black people with less pigmentation. Matter of fact, the next time you see a white person, I want you to do this exercise. And if you do the exercise, I'll know because you're going to email me. You're going to email me. You're going to say, brother, I ain't never thought about that before. And now when I tell you this, you're going to tell other people this because it's just one of those things you'll never forget in your life, what I'm about to say. Next time you look at a white person, I want you to color them brown. Color them brown. You think their lips are so different than yours. You think their nose is so different than yours. Color them brown. Pick up a celebrity right now and call up them brown. Get a picture. Don't imagine your mind. you got to get a picture so you can see it. And literally call them brown. Look, if you're on the Internet, just go ahead and type somebody in and blow up the picture and call them brown. And I guarantee you, you'll say, you know what? If I call them brown, they kind of look like my aunt. But they kind of look like this person. They kind of look that person. We spooked ourselves out by this white skin into thinking there's something different. When albinos are born, I'm not even talking about the albinos born in, in, in Africa because people always say white people ain't albinos. Those Africans, they, they have froze. Their hair is a little kinky. That's not white. So I don't even talk about albinos in Africa, although I can go to Ethiopia where their hair is not as some of them, and you never mess up your whole theory. But I'm going to get completely out of Africa. Let's go to India. I've got a clip on the show right now, and that show's description, you should have saw a link at the bottom of the show description, if you read the whole show description, you should have saw a link to a video. Don't, you know, if you do, just turn down the sound, but look, look at the guy's face. When you first see this video, you're going to swear that's a white man. It's not. He's from Pakistan. He's a man. He knows nothing about Europe. In this video, he's explaining, he's complaining how everybody tells him, you don't look like a man. Folks, listen, I can take you all over India. I've been to India. I can take you all over India. I haven't been all over India, but I can take you in and I can show you albinos. 
And when you see an Indian albino, you won't see an Indian albino because what you're going to be thinking you're looking at is a white person. You go, oh, there's a white person. But if you go up there and ask him, he's going to say, I'm not from Europe. He's going to say like this, I'm not from Europe, sir. You're going to look at me, he's going to look just like he belongs in Switzerland somewhere, and he's going to be like, I'm, my name is Hamad, Mohammed. It's going to mess up your thinking. So I want to ask you a question, Mr. White Man, Mr. White Lady, and all of you black people, and anybody else in the sound of my voice that's just sold on this fact that white people is from something other than black people, so-called black people. And I'm saying so-called. i got to keep saying so-called because I don't believe in race based upon color. I believe we're all one people with different shades of color. I do believe in division. I do think that the most high did treat different nations different, but that was because of the, the, forefathers, the forefathers and what different forefathers did. You know, some of them were sinning, and some of them had certain curses upon them, and so, so certain nations was nothing more than those those particular people's descendants. So this is how he divided the nations up in Genesis 10. So it's only 70 nations. There always have been. Most I say there's seven. There's seven. There's not 200. Most I don't acknowledge people grabbing some tanks and guns and a bunch of folks and going taking some land. Now we got 200. It's only seven nations, folks. Okay, I got to move on quickly. So I want y'all to hear me out. So I uh, kind of lost my train of thought, but I did ask the question, what color were people in the Bible? And, again, there, there is no white people in the Bible. The white people that are in the Bible, show me a white person. You show it, and i got a PayPal account. You should have a PayPal account. I'll send you $200 for every white person you show me in the Bible that is not associated with the curse. White skin. Show me white skin in the Bible, and I'll show you what's associated with the curse. Those people in that book were dark-skinned people. But this is no praise for the black man, the black woman. All right, black power. No, no, no. Because these people that just had, didn't have pigmentation were our people. And I found it out, man. I, I, I couldn't listen to all these weird theories of Elijah Muhammad talking about you're cool and all this. These people were us, we are them. I know some white people because the way they're raised. They're raised with demonic teaching, some of them. You're better than black people, and they're showed they're better than black people in, in, in so many perverted ways, and they're taught things that you shouldn't teach kids, and so they grow up and they do some of the most hellish things. I know, I know, I know. But what do you do when black people do it? Y'all give all these excuses. There's a man in my end walking to another man. First he pull off his clothes. Y'all ain't heard this, you've been living on the rock. Man walking to another man, a nice-looking black man. Walk, first got naked in broad daylight, walked up to another man, tried to strip him of his clothes, an old homeless man, and literally chewed off most of his face like an animal would. When I first heard I couldn't believe it, I had to feel my own eyes. Now, when you see, I said he chewed off his face. You heard me right. In Miami. If you ain't heard of it, you've just been living on a rock. Now, when we see black folk act like that, and we've been doing stuff like that, you know, not a whole lot, but it, it happens. Then we try to explain the way, well, he was on drugs. He was on, well, maybe white people was when they was doing what they was doing. These are the same people, folks. And if everything started with so-called dust-colored, dirt-colored people, then that would mean everything come from us, good and 
evil. Last question I ask the Most High, and then we're going to get into this serious topic of white skin, annihilation, what should we do, interracial marriage, interracial marriage, interracial kids. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. But the last question I asked the Most High was, let me think here. Let's see, I got I'm right here, and y'all got, I got sidetracked. One, let's see here. Have to think. Okay. You know, if I can't even think after all, um, I've, I've done this show so many times. But anyway, I'll come back to it because I got so emotionally involved in what I was just saying a minute ago. I'll come back to it. But I asked the most out of these five questions, folks. And these five questions turn five smooth stones. Five smooth stones. That's what we've been talking about for the last year. I've been talking about the last 20 years. And um, so tonight, tonight, I'm just trying to share uh, another side. Some of y'all don't get very offended about what I'm about to play. I'm going to warn you right now and get your emotions intact. What I'm going to play to get everything going. This uh, gentleman, you should know his name. Here, I'm not going to tell you his name. I'm just going to let you hear what he say. He will get you boiling, a blood boiling. But listen what he say. Right, make notes. Listen to the time. Listen to how many times he say the word rape. By the time he get done, I'll, I'll, I'll have the, the other stone here. I'll, I'm just so I, I knew this would happen. I get all emotion. I forget stuff. That's like forgetting my name to forget to forget one of those stones. But anyway. Listen how many times you talk about black people and how much how much they want to rape white women. Make a note how many times of that and just listen to the superiority in this man. Check this out. Let me know if y'all know who you think it is. Type his name in the chat room if you can guess who it is. But listen to this. Lots of people feel like this. The Associated Press just reported that whites are now a minority of those being born in America. European-American babies are less than five out of every ten babies born and are projected to be less than one out of ten births in just a few decades. This differential in birth rates, coupled with massive illegal immigration, which is almost entirely non-European, and legal immigration, which is over 90% non-European, means that unless a political sea change occurs, white Americans will ultimately be not only a minority in the nation that our people founded, but a tiny minority well on its way to political and physical obliteration by the end of this century. Think about it. A great people example by men such as George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Robert E. Lee, Teddy Roosevelt, Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison is now on the path to oblivion. White babies are now part of an endangered species in the country that their own ancestors created. The preamble of the Constitution of the United States clearly says its purpose, and even that purpose of the United States, to secure the blessing of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. But the posterity of Washington and all the founders of America is being wiped out in their own nation, and in a larger sense, from the very face of the earth. You know, it seems almost superfluous to recount the achievements of the European and American people. The genius of creating electricity, for instance, the the power that drives your computer, and the electric lights that have lit the world's darkness were invented by our people. The computer devices that you're using right now to watch this video 
were the product of the genius of Dr. William Shockley, who invented the transistor, and the genius of Robert Noyce, who invented the silicon chip. I was honored to have known Nobel Prize winner Dr. William Shockley and lucky that he called me his friend. He warned the world years ago about the crisis we now face. As a very young man, 40 years ago, I was scorned when I warned America that we would become a minority in our own country. I now tell you that we will become not just a minority, but a vanishing minority by the end of this century unless we stand up now with courage and sacrifice. As recently as the 1960s, whites were still 90% of America's population. Since that time, whites have lost many of their basic human rights. Tens of millions of whites have been forced out of public education because forced integration has made a wasteland of schools in many major cities. When I attended public schools in New Orleans, the most serious offenses were chewing gum or being out of class without a pass. And now it's drugs, weapons, beatings, even rape. Many cannot afford to move to different areas or send their children to private or church school and too many of our kids are now suffering a living hell in an environment more like a nasty, violent, drug-filled, gangster rap reality show rather than a decent public school. Hey, B, what happened? Some call it racism to even point out the hard fact is that black juveniles are ten times more likely to be criminal, to beat, to rob, to kill, to deal drugs. Are facts racist too? Are white parents racist because they don't want their children to go to school where their children are ten times more likely to be robbed or abused, intimidated, beaten, or even killed or raped? A school where obscenity, drugs, and violence, and gangster rap are the dominant culture, where sexual intimidation, obscene and crude language, and even sexual assault is pervasive. Schools that academically resemble more the third world than America. I know some of you don't worry about the white children in those environments. It's considered noble to concern yourself with the well-being of minorities, even at the farthest ends of the earth. But if you're white and you concern yourself with the well-being of your own people, even your own children, you are deemed a racist. But the real racism today is not by white people. It's against white people. Today, whites face massive racial discrimination in jobs, promotions, college admissions, and scholarships. Even though whites are still 70% of the population, the universities of America's new elite, like Harvard, are only about 20% composed of non-Jewish whites. The government's biggest employer, the post office, has so much anti-white racist discrimination going on that blacks are at least three times overrepresented in employment. For instance, in Chicago, where blacks are only 18% of the workforce, they are 80% of the secure, well-paid post office jobs. Many old neighborhoods of safety and beauty and well-kept lawns and gardens have been transformed. What's wonderful and vibrant cities like Detroit now look like, well, they've been in a war, a war that we lost. The same that's true in Detroit is happening in London and Paris. The news just came out in Paris that in this jewel of Western civilization and culture, Non-Europeans are now the majority of those born just like in the U.S. Some suburbs of Paris look more like Nigeria than France. And some areas of the quaint old London of Dickens, in some areas, the Briton is the one looking like the foreigner and is treated like a trespasser. Funny, those who object are called the racists, the haters. But look at the reality of it all. 
If you want to see real hate and real brutality, go to the demographic areas reflecting the new America, the new Europe. Drugs, brutality, rape, massive abuse of women, murder. The real racists are those who hate the European people so much that they're engineering our genocide. America and Europe are just a tiny percentage of the planet. Why are we not accorded the right to preserve our heritage, our culture, our faiths, our values, even the unique expressions of our beauty? The world's media let out the cry, save Tibet. Yes, do save Tibet. If Tibet endures massive Chinese immigration, then the great cultural, ethnic, and religious heritage of Tibet is lost forever. And the people of Tibet and the world will suffer from this loss. But is the loss of Europe and America and the European people that created the wonders and beauty of Western civilization any less valuable? How about save Paris, save London, save Atlanta, save the West? We rightfully support every people's human rights around the globe. But should people of European descent not be entitled to human rights as well? There are 1.3 billion in China. And they're all Chinese, and they have almost no non-Chinese immigration. India has a billion people, overwhelmingly Indian. Africa is teeming with Africans, and they have almost no immigration. There are dozens of mostly Amerindian or African nations in Central and South America and the Caribbean, and their numbers are exploding. But we of European descent, we're not even allowed to continue our existence as only one-tenth of the Earth's people. Genocide is the destruction or wiping away of any race or any people from the earth. And we are being wiped away. I support the preservation of all life on earth. You know, we must preserve the blue whales and the great African elephant. But is the true beauty of the European child or mother or adult any less important to preserve than an elephant or a whale? I believe we have the right to live. Well, I believe that we shall live and that we shall be free and we shall not lose our precious rights and heritage. We are still the vast majority of our countries. We're like an elephant terrified by a mouse. We just have to raise our foot and put it down and we will survive. And we'll create a new America and a new Europe based on excellence and beauty and creativity and heritage. The real love that can come from hearts in a true family, a true brotherhood. I'm dedicated to that survival of our people, to a renaissance for our people. Millions are waking up now across Europe, across America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and among our beleaguered white brothers and sisters who face a violent genocide going on right now in South Africa. Those of you who have the financial and political means to stand up for us, when will you step up to the plate? We need you. But we're rising. You can hear our footsteps. We're beginning to march in tune with our history, courage, and duty, and love of our heritage. The best traits of our folk are coming alive in the great challenge of today. Our people are now answering the call of their heritage. They're throwing off the media lies and hate and propaganda and standing up brave and bold for the truth. Listen, you can hear the sound of awakening, not just in my voice, but in the beating of your own heart. It is the aesthetics the art, the music, the words and hopes and dreams of our people. It is in the wide-eyed look of our children's beautiful faces. They look to us. We have a right to live, and we shall live. Join us. Give your heart and abilities to your people. We stand at the great crossroads for you and me and all those whom you love. It is truly to be or not to be.
We shall survive. Now, when he say we shall survive, he's not talking about us as a humanity. This man is talking about the white race, a race based upon color. This is why we like saying white people or black people, because you may say, well, I'm like you, Brother Seth. I don't agree with race based upon color either. But it's every time you say the word white people, black people, or they, us, they, us, you know white for this, you know white for that. I mean, I have to admit that there are a unique way of thinking among certain people that don't have much pigmentation. That is true. That is true. But as long as we keep lumping them and saying them and us, we're dividing. You just should say wicked people versus righteous people because black people think a lot of the same wicked thoughts. We should divide people up based upon righteousness, righteous people, and wicked people because there's some white people out there got something for you. They are trying their best to live according to the laws and the statutes of the Most High, and you're going to mess up big time with them. And when you mess up with the righteous, you're going to mess up with the Most High, and you got to reap all of that harvest, farmer. Before I get off into that um, uh, dissecting what you just heard, I want to just remind, uh, finish up what I was saying. The last thing, the last answer I got, I told you all about four answers I got from the Most High that make up these four, five smooth stones. The fifth stone or the fifth topic or the fifth answer I got from the Most High, the question to him was, can I understand the book of Revelation? I don't trust all the Hilton stuff, so I actually didn't forget it because I already said that earlier to y'all. But the answer was, of course you can. As a matter of fact, the book of Revelation is the only book that promises a, a, a re- that comes out and literally says at the beginning that anybody that understands this book is going to get a special blessing. No other book says that. But revelations have come alive to me. I no longer think America is this great nation, uh, even though I want it to be because it's my home to some degree for a little while. Uh, It's not my ultimate home. It's not where my ethnic ethnicity is. Uh, um, But anyway, I believe according to Scripture that Revelation 17 fits America more than any other nation, which will make America modern-day Babylon, the whore, the straddles the water made the nations drunk. And I don't want to get off all that, but the Most High didn't answer that last question. Of course, it wasn't in no certain order, but he did give the revelation to that. And we talk about that on the show also. So five new songs constantly address these five answers. Tonight we're talking about white supremacy. You just listened to the one and only David Duke. Now, I know y'all going, David Duke. But remember, David Duke was a very popular person. He ain't went nowhere. He is on a mission. And there's a whole lot of people, some of y'all already think in your mind, no, but David Duke is an extremist. No, <laughs> David Duke made some sense in some of the things he said. That's the way anybody that's going to do anything, if you're going to get a following, if you're going to get people to follow you, you've got to include truth somewhere. Truth of the matter is, Hip-hop is taking a lot of our young people and a lot of white people down the wrong road, but he, he didn't ask this question. Hip-hop 
he didn't he didn't mention this. Why do why do white people, white young people in the first place support hip hop? They're the reasons hip hop is as big as it is. Black folks' money is not what's making the P Diddies and the Jay Z's and the babies of the world, Birdman's of the world. It's these white children paying for these these expensive CDs. Black folks getting their stuff on bootleg. I'm just being real. I'm not categorizing everybody. I'm not categorizing everybody. But what I'm saying is David Duke failed to mention that it's these very white people, white children that's funding this. You take you subtract white children's monies that they got from their mamas and daddies who's just like probably David Duke some of them. And and that's what's funny. And and I think it ain't nothing but the most high. Some of the most racist people are producing some of the starch supporters of these very people, these very rappers. And, you know, right now there's this move to watch interracial dating. But hold on, I don't want to get off on that yet because we're about to hit that real hard and heavy this next hour. But there's a whole lot of um, white support. Uh, nothing can happen in America unless white people support it, so-called white people. And, again, those of y'all, because I'm getting new people into the chat room and new people on the phone lines, they just keep popping up, and, and I kind of have to repeat some things because I don't want y'all coming to me all cockeyed. It seems like the people that come to the chat room and the phone lines, the late, the, the latest people always have the most to say, you know, because they hear the foundation. They always come at me crazy thinking I hate white people or something. So if you miss the whole first hour, I'm not the hater, okay? It's very simple. But as you heard David do, Maybe I'll play him a little later on. It was only 10 minutes. But this man was very clear about his frustrations with mixing, race mixing. He's concerned about white people. Now, let's just for a second believe that the Most High made white people white from jump. I don't believe that. I think white skin is a mutation from darker-skinned people. Again, this is not something for dark-skinned people to go running down the aisle and waving their hands and hollering black power. I mean, sure, you can rejoice that you found out some good about you. I'm never going to knock that. We can use some good news about our, our heritage. But what I'm saying is nothing can go down in America except white people endorse it. President Barack Obama could not have won the presidency unless white people ordained it. Martin Luther King Jr. could not have done the things he'd done except some white people, you know, fought and died too. Uh, all of our heroes that we call heroes could not have done what they done except some white somewhere have the same vision. So what I'm saying is this man is blaming all, and just like they did good things to help us, they are also guilty of when we have been acting bad as a people, such as the rappers spitting out all this, suck my this, suck my that, hold this, hold that, be this, be that. No matter what these rappers are saying, they are endorsed by a part of so-called white America. They are endorsed. 
if white young people said tomorrow we ain't spending another dime on y'all, there would be no P. Diddy. P. Diddy won't become the billionaire they think he's going to be. He's worth $500 million right now. Jay-Z won't become the billionaire he's projected to be. He's worth something like $375 million. Baby, a bird man won't become the billionaire. I think he's a little over $100 million. It won't happen. If white America, young white America say, hell no, we can't take it no more. So David Duke is operating in lies. Did you hear him talk about how 7% of the population is white? That's a lie. Black people is about 13% of the United States. Right there. That's, and then Hispanics are more than us. That's a good twenty over twenty percent. Hold on a minute. I want to make sure I got it right. I, I could be wrong, but let me think. Thirteen and thirteen is uh, fifteen thirty. Well, okay, I, t- I stand corrected. Actually, white people are about seven percent. So I won't. I'll give him his points there. I stand corrected. I can be wrong. So that is correct. They're about seven percent. But for sure, he's got wrong that the that uh, Black America. Uh, is the fault. Black people are the fault with America, you know. But one reason we have things like uh, the David Duke and a lot of his people are upset about, and I try to look at things on both sides. That's one reason I gave him credit, because if they're right, they're just right. David Duke says some right things, and, and everybody, every, every, even Jim Jones, when he took those 900 people and killed him in Guyana, Guyana I mean, <laughs> this man started out in truth. You cannot get that many black people to follow you unless you're saying some truth. So everything, even Satan quote truth. You know, even in the garden, you know, he quoted truth to Eve. There was some truth in, in what he was saying. What I'm saying is, as a rule, no white person can ever, ever blame black people for the state of this country because the people that rule this country it's so powerful, and there's so few of them, and they're so white. The country is not, uh, uh, you know, uh, where this type of democracy where everybody just votes on every single thing. Come on, y'all know that one percent of the United States, the wealthiest one, the uh, the wealthiest one percent controls. I think it's something like sixty percent of all wealth, and then the wealthiest ten percent controls like eighty percent. I mean, this is why you had the whole uh, Wall Street, uh, you know, I the, the, uh, can't think of the name of the groups, where they was Occupy Wall Street, I think that's the name they call, they call themselves. But they were, they, that's the number one thing all these young people kept saying over and over and over again. This, we're concerned about this 1% that controls our country. But we're told that we're a democracy. But these people give more to go more. They contribute more to campaign contributions than the rest of the ninety-nine percent. I mean, it's crazy. So these people are what's in control of the country. If anything go down in the United States, it's not black people's fault. It is not black people's fault. Okay, you can't blame welfare. Welfare was created by white people so-called white-skinned people. So I just get get so frustrated with that kind of thinking. But that kind of thinking is what, you know, the show is supposed to be about talking about the survival of white skin. 
But I want to kind of right now lay the foundation of why people uh, are fighting for white skin. David Duke is a, a prime example. You first got to believe that God made you white. Because if God made you white, and I know that's what people saying in the song, that we are, they are yellow, black. Uh, hold on, how do you go to a little Christmas, the little church song? We are uh, red and yellow, black and white. We are precious in his sight. We are precious. But there's some songs I'm trying to think of that talks about how he made us. Well, well, yeah, he made humanity, but you got to understand exactly what white skin is. And this comes out of the, the five smooth songs teachings as well, who, who, are, who are the people in the Bible. I go into a teaching where we talk about white skin and how, why is plants, how does, why come plants have uh, what they call leucism, white plants. You'll see trees, you'll see billions of trees, and then you'll see a white tree. If you ain't seen it, it'll probably scare you. You'll see every plant you can think of right now in your head, eventually you're going to see a white plant. Every single plant will eventually produce a white plant. I mean, you'll be walking by and see a bunch of days, and you'll see a white one just standing out. Every animal under the, under the, under the sun produce a white animal, an albino animal. And every dark-skinned person, after a while, after so many births, produce a person with no pigmentation. People don't, science don't have no explanation. I think they do. I just think there is a bunch of white people that run science and control science. I'm not saying all scientists are white. There's some black scientists that know the truth, too. But the people that's holding the mics and the cameras ain't going to let you know that these are a product of sin. This is a product of, it's like people growing too tall and their joints hurting them, you know, or, or, or people going too short or, or, or losing, being balding of the head uh, to lose hair. These traits come as a result of sin. It's true. I mean, in the Bible, in the in Leviticus times, uh, with the uh, Mosaic laws, these were called blemishes. You cannot be even a left-hand person. I mean, uh, 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 there was a certain way you was raised, a certain way you was to raise your children. Somebody pop out with the left hand after everything has been right. I mean, they look at that. They look at people that was balding of the head because... Again, these things came as a result of sin. Else, why would the Most High mistreat these people? Why would He say you can't be a priest if you have white skin? It's, it was calling the Bible days. It was a type of leprosy. It was one type of. And I know a lot of you are thinking, well, white people ain't, ain't albinos. So why are you talking about that? White people and black people. I told you, it's the same people. And we go into this. I want y'all to know I'm not trying to dodge research and all this, but we talked about this to death. I spent over eight eight shows talking about this one topic called leprosy, a type of leprosy. One type of leprosy is to lose pigmentation. And in, I'll give you a scripture right now. You can go straight to it and see with your own eyes. Vitiligo, the losing of pigmentation slowly. It starts with a spot, and then it's spread all over your body. It's found in Leviticus 13 and 13. You can just stop right now and look that up. 
Second Kings 5, somebody was cur- cursed with whiteness. Now, it wasn't sores and pus and blood and knuckles falling all off and all these things you're thinking right now in your head, most of y'all. This was nothing more than white skin. Remember in the Bible when Moses stuck his hand in his bosom, the Most High said, stick your hand in your bosom. He wanted to show him a miracle. And Moses stuck his hand in his bosom. He pulled it out, and the Bible says his hand became leprous as snow. Leprous as snow. His hand became leprous as whatever is after the word as is going to be how his hand looked. And Moses' hand became leprous as snow. Again, I'm laying the foundation, still laying the foundation. His hand became white, folks. That's all it was. And then Miran, his 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 sister, was concerned because he married an Ethiopian woman. That don't mean he was a white man marrying an Ethiopian woman like the preachers preached. Both of them were black. It just was a different tribe. Just like in Africa today, certain tribes don't get along. Certain tribes look down at each other. When Moses married outside of his tribe, and there was beef with his sister, and the Bible says she was smitten with leprosy. Now, Aaron, her brother, Aaron, Moses' brother and Miriam's brother, because all these were brothers and sisters, is looking at his sister, and he describes whatever happened to her. The Bible says she became a leprous as snow. Leprous as snow. Whatever followed as is what it, what it is. Leprous as, whatever comes out next is going to describe it. It's as snow. Well, did she turn into ice? No. What else is snow known for? White. The woman just became white. If you don't believe that, it's not a problem. Listen to listen to uh and let me find this for some of y'all that don't know nothing about your Bible and you just don't know never heard of this and because you never heard of it. Um Miriam Leprosy is found if you got your Bibles, it's uh, Numbers twelve. Numbers twelve. Miriam is struck with leprosy in Numbers twelve. Okay. Now, Numbers is a book of the Bible, just as they call Leviticus Numbers, the fourth book of the Bible, okay? Now, her brother's standing by her, and he says, Alas, my Lord. He's talking to Moses. They call each other Lord back then. Alas, my Lord. He's talking to his brother. Alas, my Lord, let her not be as. There's that word as, and we know whatever come out the as, it's going to be what it is. Let her not be as one whose flesh is half consumed. When he comes from his mother's womb, he's talking about a stillborn baby. He said, let it not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed. Again, turn to Numbers 12 and read it for yourself. Don't trust me. He says, alas, my Lord, let her not be as one who's dead. Who's... I'm going to go ahead and read it because I just don't want y'all thinking I'm making this stuff up. <laughs> I really don't. I hate the people think I'm making stuff up. Okay. In your Bibles, Numbers uh, 12 and 10, those of y'all that heard me talk about this a billion times, just bear with me. i got to do this for those people who never heard of it. I'm trying to show you how white-skinned people is nothing more than black-skinned people, so you can never be hollering about preserving white skin because white skin is a mutation from black skin. It's ludicrous. That's what I'm really trying to say. That's what I'm really trying to say. In the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verse 12, 
listen to what this man is saying about his sister who has just been smitten with something called leprosy. Verse 12, let her not be as one dead of whom flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. Now, does that sound like the kind of leprosy you've been taught all your life by these preachers talking about their knuckles and pus and blood? Not all preachers say this, but there's some people that believe this crap. That's palsy. That is not leprosy. And I'm going to prove it to you even clearer in about 30 seconds. But real quick, let her not be as one dead. This is a stillborn baby. Whom flesh is half consumed. You probably say, but yeah, but if flesh is half consumed, it's ate up. No baby come out of his mother's womb, ate up. He's saying, let her not be as one dead. He's talking about this happens a lot. Let her not be like one of these babies who come out of his mother's womb whose flesh is half consumed. Half consumed mean half colored. Think about it. What else could it be? Half consumed. Let her not be. And Aaron, verse 11, and Aaron said unto Moses, let me back up to 10, and the cloud departed from the tabernacle, behold, Miriam became leprous as snow. It said Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Verse 11, and Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, let not the sin upon us wherein we have done foolishly and where we have sinned. Again, people were smitten with white skin in Bible days by the Most High. This is why the Most High never made a race white. It was this woman was smitten with leprosy. In Second Kings 5, a man was smitten with the same thing. It was white skin. I can prove it. Second Kings 5. And let me just go ahead and read that. Because some of y'all think I'm making this stuff up. I promise you I'm not. I have no reasons to do it. I have no uh, no dogs in this fight. This is the most high going. trying to show you how black people and white people is the same people. One of them have... Uh, Mutation. Initially, this this white skin was used by the prophets and the Most High. They cursed people. The prophets could have the ability to curse people white, and so did the Most High. Why would the the Most High send His Savior in the likeness of something He cursed? It's not. This ain't no points for me. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the story, and I'm gonna read the last part of it for time's sake. There was a man who had a leprosy. The Bible says he was a my oh, hold on, I forgot the bomb. Let me got the bomb on you first. Here's the bomb. If we only have to, I'm gonna go I'm still gonna read this, but I'm gonna drop the bomb on you. Watch this real quick. In Leviticus thirteen and thirteen, it talks about when the person's body is full of leprosy, whatever it is, in your mind you're thinking it's sores and pus and all that, right? In my mind, I say it's just white skin. It's white skin is a type of leprosy. There's leprosy that can be in houses. So it can't be what you're thinking. Sores. How can sores be in houses? 
Listen, in Leviticus 13, it's the handbook on leprosy. It talks about various types of leprosy, and leprosy can be in houses. So it can't be what you're thinking, but this is going to prove it for sure that it's not what you're thinking. Again, we're talking about preserving white people, preserving white skin. Should we be mixing, race mixing if God made people white? If God made people white, people should leave them alone and allow them to mate and form and be together. Leave white people alone like David did say, allow them to grow and, and, and just live their lives. If the Most High made white people white, I mean, he, as, I mean, it was just weird that they be white. Check this out. Check this out. If it was his original will. Now, Things have happened. I'm not saying he don't want white people to exist. You got to listen to what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. It's like he don't want people to be bald, but we bald. Now that we bald, do you think he hates us? No, we're welcome. We love. I'm bald. That's what I'm saying. I'm partially bald. Now watch this. Leviticus 13 and 13. Whatever you think leprosy is in your mind, the Bible says when it's put, when it's, when a person has it from head to toe, when they have it from head to toe, then they are clean. There's two types of leprosy. There's clean leprosy, and there is unclean leprosy. The word clean simply means accepted. Unclean means unaccepted. For instance, the Bible says that Israel, when they see a dead person, they was unclean until the end of the day. If Israelites saw a dead man, they was unclean until the end of the day. It don't mean they have to go wash. It mean nothing like that. It has nothing to do with washing. We say we're clean. In Old Testament times, clean means unaccepted. I mean, clean means accepted. Unclean means unaccepted. So the Bible says when a person has this leprosy, whatever it is, I say it's white skin, you say it's sores, and things falling all off and all this stuff. The Bible says when they have it from head to toe and it covers their entire body, then are they clean or accepted. How much sense does it make that after you get one sore, you're not accepted? You get two sores, you're not accepted. You get sores all over your body, let's say 900-some sores, then you're accepted. It can't be what you're thinking. That's the bomb. You'll never be the same after what I just said. You'll never think leprosy is that. It just you can't, not, not if you're an intelligent person. Not saying you're dumb or anything. I'm just saying there's no way somebody can think leprosy is so it's not only when the Bible says when you cut from head to toe. So this is a brown skinned person turning white like Michael Jackson. And when he turned all white, then and only then is he accepted. Accepted means he can go and mingle among the other Israelites. Until the end, there was a place they all had to be. Now some people think because most high said they have to be over here and they can meet with other people. Does that mean they, it was some type of quarantine and that this was a deadly disease? No, that's not true. People that was unclean, it was unclean for various reasons. A woman in the administration period was still could not go with other people. She had to be in a certain place. It wasn't just the leopards in one place. People that was unclean was could not mingle with other people. There's a lot of teachings wrong. This is a lot of racist teaching. A lot of white people know what this is. They don't want to tell it because it makes them look bad. But if you're not trying to champion your own race and you're not trying to uh, promote your own uh, gender, you're not trying to uh, make this out of a race like we're racing, you know, we don't have no right to care about what people look like after they enter, 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 uh, mingle. Okay, so there was a man that had white skin, or leprosy, I believe was a type of leprosy. Now, remember, when it talks about raw fashion, when y'all, some of y'all reading right now Leviticus, 
When you see the word raw flesh, it just simply means reddish-white. Keep reading, because when you see raw flesh, you're like, but what brother said talking about? Here, it says right here, raw flesh. No, 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 it ain't talking about the raw flesh you're talking about. It's talking about red and white. It ain't got nothing to do with no cells and uh, open cuts and none of that. Nowhere in that chapter is it talking about that. Even when it mentions sores briefly, it talks about white skin that comes from the sore, not the sore. But white skin, like when you have a sore, you have a nose on your hand or some of your sore heels, and it's the white skin that comes, it talks about that. So it does mention sore just briefly. And I promise you, it's only like two, two scriptures out of 400 scriptures. It seems like the chapter is pretty big. Trust me, it talks, it says the white skin that comes out of the sore itself, arising, a scab, and a bright spot. Arising the scab and bright spot, Lep- leprosy can be broken down into three things. Rising, it talks about white white skin that come out of risings, white skin that come out of uh, scabs, and bright spot, which is a white skin itself. I'm going to say it again. The book, of, the handbook on leprosy, is talking about white skin, and it's talking about white skin that come out of rising, white skin that come from Scabs, not the scab. Folks teach the scab being the leprosy, and they teach the rising being the leprosy, but they don't mention the bright spot. <laughs> it's three things that book talk about, rising scab, bright spot, rising scab, bright spot. It talks about whiteness around these three things, rising, which is a little, you know, like a little pyramid, a tiny little pyramid on your skin, scab, white skin that comes around that, from that, and bright spot. And if you think I'm smoking on something, and mention something called a yellow hair. What is a yellow hair in today's vernacular? It's blonde hair. So it talks about the yellow hair, meaning it's, it's a time you suppose it. When it's yellow, it's not in a good light. When they bring up a yellow hair inside of this white spot, it's not, it's not a something good. White hair means, and I don't want to get too much in leprosy. I'm talking this to death, y'all. I'm just trying to tell y'all that what y'all think leprosy is has nothing to do with it, has absolutely nothing to do with it. Again, a bright spot is one of those three criteria: rising scab and a bright spot. So we don't have to even talk about the rising scab. We're just talking about the bright spot because that's a part of the leprosy. But it says when this bright spot spread, obviously the body has to be brown if the white spot is spreading. When the white spot spread all over your body and you're totally white from head to toe like Michael Jackson turned to completely white, then you accept it. But if there's a part of your white skin that you can see through it and it's that reddish white that's called raw flesh and you're considered unclean. This is some deep stuff. Don't ask me why the most High thought it was so important to be covered with this brownness, but you were supposed to be covered either with white skin completely. Yes, I said that. You were supposed to be covered with white skin completely? Yes, I said that. You were supposed to be covered with white skin completely or brown skin completely. If you had this reddish white, you could see through it, you was unclean. If you was a brown person all over and you had a little white spot on you and it had a white hair, you was unclean. You was just unclean as the person that was all white with a little reddish white spot on them. So it wasn't just a bunch of white people that I'm dogging out tonight. If you listen to what I'm saying, turn off the hate, you'll see I'm, do- I'm going deeper. But check this out. This one, here's another bomb I'm going to drop on you. So this person had leprosy. They had either they was brown, 
and they had white a white spot with a white hair in it, or they was white with all white with a little spot of reddish whiteness, or they was reddish white all over. Some kind of way they was considered a leper and they was considered unclean. You just need to become clean. You don't need to become brown. You just need to become get rid of that reddish white and you was accepted. Don't ask me why the most high had issues with that reddish white, that part of the skin you can see through. Remember, um, Miriam, uh, Aaron said about his sister. Y'all listen to this deep. I'm about to, I'm hit you. I'm hitting. I'm about to hit y'all with two bombs. This is the first one. It's about uh, Aaron. I forgot to mention this. And the second one is Second King Five. That's going to be the bomb of tonight. I'm about to read. <laughs> Again, we're talking about race mixing. Do white people have grounds to say we are a race of people based upon our color? The Most High made us white because if he did, we should not intermingle and mess up with the Most High did unless they come from us a mutation. Then, of course, there is no such thing as the Most High, just making them just to be white. So, of course, I vehemently agree with uh, people with less pigmentation married when those with pigmentation. As a matter of fact, white people, you see them today, and I know I'm jumping around, you know, bear with me. Why people, the reason why they don't look like albinos to this very day, or any of us, why we don't look like albinos today is because of mixing. The true white person is an albino. They are absent of pigmentation. Blonde hair, blue eyes, as white as you're going to get, and that is an albino. As a, if the albino mixes mix with another albino, according to the University of Cincinnati, Dr. Chetty, no albino marriage to another albino can have pigmented children. That's that's the white race right there, so-called white skin race, if you want to say. That's the formation of white people right there, or people with no pigmentation right there. Right there. Two albinos mating. But I'm about to drop a bomb on you with 17 five because that's exactly what this is about to say. So y'all stay with me. I'm, I'm telling y'all this is going to get deep. It's going to get deep. Now, I want y'all to watch this. Miriam is looking. I mean, uh, in the and we just read Numbers, Second uh, No, no, one Second King. We're early read Numbers twelve, and I think it's twelve or twelve. Aaron is looking at his sister, and he says to Moses, who, who, Miriam, Miriam, his sister is just smitten with this leprosy, whatever it is. What method but white skin? He's describing it. He says, let it not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed. All that this woman had, she was smitten, and her brown skin had to have been brown in order for it to be half consumed. Half consumed means half color skin. Think about it. What else could it be? Please tell me. If you're on the phone lines, and I see we have a question, I'll get to you in a second. If you're in the chat room with the phone lines, press one if you're on the phone lines. If you're in the chat room, holler at me. What else could it be? Again, he said, alas, my Lord, let not this sin upon us. He said, let her, let her not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed when they come from their mother's womb. I did this teaching in 
since, I mean, uh, Columbus, Ohio. And a nurse interrupted me because whenever I, I teach this, I tell people, you can interrupt me. You can interrupt me. It's okay. And this nurse interrupted me, and God is my witness. She said to me, oh, my goodness. She said, I just want to say that I'm a nurse, and I deliver babies all day long. She says, occasionally we will have a stillborn baby. And she says, you are absolutely right. Every single stillborn baby have no pigmentation. You can see right through their bodies. And that's all raw flesh is in thirteen uh, Leviticus 13. 13, we talk about raw flesh. It even says it's reddish white. It's not white skin. It's reddish white. That's raw flesh. Listen, I know it's a little deep, but think about this. It can't be what you was thinking because if if leprosy is sores and all that, why did the most high say when you're covered from head to toe, you, you accept it? That, that right there should just give you almost a headache right there. But I got a big one. Here's the drop, here's the atom bomb. I told you I got several bombs I'm dropping on y'all now. Here's an atom bomb. This will be whether or not white people right to to fight like David Duke said in the interview earlier for their own people. Now I, I want to know what he means by stand stand with me. What is he doing that he can say with white people stand with him? What are y'all doing to make sure that this happened, that y'all are preserved? How does David Duke plan on preserving white people? Hold on, let me go to the phone lines. I got a feeling this is a. We'll see if I'm right. Hold on. Eric code two six seven eight four four two six seven eight four four. Go ahead with your question or comment. Yeah, I have a comment. Um, I understand you're talking about race, and people are fascinated by race. They talk about it all the time. Really, if you look at it, if you look at race on a genetic level, the uh, races of people are very similar in terms of their DNA. But there are slight differences between Europeans and Asians and Africans. Now, you do have cases of of albinos or people who suffer from albinism on the continent of Africa. But the albino in Africa does not look like the albino, the albino person in Europe or in Asia. The reason why you see differences is based on the anatomical structure of the different individuals on the different continents. So race is deeper than just skin color. It has to do with the anatomical structure of the face, the hair texture, and there are certain uh, genetic diseases which are found to be more prevalent in certain racial groups rather than other racial groups. Okay, now hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let, let's take this a little bit at a time. You're saying a lot. You, I appreciate. I love talking with intelligent people. It sounds like you've been doing your homework, and I appreciate that. But let's go step by step. Now, you're talking about Europeans. You're already in a region where the people have already lost pigmentation. Anybody except albinos can produce albino. I mean, let me say this another way. Okay, let me say it another way. Wherever there is melanin, the more melanin, the more production of albinoism. Wherever there is melanin, it can spit out some no melanin, okay? Mm-hmm. So somebody once told me, Seth, I've got something that's going to kill your theory. And I said, what is it? He said, well, why come, if people come from albinos, how come they can have albinos? And I was saying, that's a good point. And I prayed about it. Father, 
if albinos come, if white people come from albinos, the, the white skin has its origin in albinos. And remember, this is saying these are black people, in my opinion. Mm. They just don't have pigmentation. So watch this. This, this is, this is, this is deep. And it came to me, and I know it was the Most High, because none of this stuff, I don't have a dog in this fight. This ain't my information. This is the Most High. I didn't do none of this. I don't care. It's just truth. I'm just looking for truth. And it came to me. White people are not albinos. They don't look like albinos because they mix so much with pigmented people. This is why their hair is no longer blonde or white, because the more you mix your hair, it goes from blonde to I mean, it goes from white to gray, then from gray to whatever, to whatever, to whatever, and you get dark and dark and redheaded and all this stuff, okay? So what you're doing when you're talking about the diseases and all that, that's that's a given. Of course, if you lack pigmentation, according to uh, the, the, the authority, many authorities on, uh, well, not, not many, but Dr. Jewel Pukram, I think is the authority, the J-E-W-E-L Pukram, P-O-O-K, are you and Dr. Jewel Pukum does a lot of shows on YouTube and all over, and she's an authority on this on melanin. And she talks about the properties inside of melanin. When you hear of all of the properties inside of melanin, anybody that's missing these properties, of course you're gonna have diseases. If you don't have melanin to protect your eyes, you can get skin cancer. If you're not melanin to protect to protect your skin, you can get skin. Hold on, I said that wrong. If you don't have melanin in your eyes, you can you can go blind. If you don't have melanin in your skin, you can get skin cancer. I don't know what happens when you don't have the pigmentation in your hair. I know something I'm sure happens. It must be more brittle or something. So, yeah, of course you're going to get diseases, but we got to be very careful for trying to make white people to be something different. Because I'm telling you, yeah. brother, I, I can I can do something to you right now. I can I can prove a point to you right now. If you if you go to the show, and you look at my show description right now, the show there's a link inside this show. You just simply go to that link. You're gonna see a guy pop on. You can do it right on your computer. He is gonna look a hundred percent like a European. If you turn the volume down and then he not say anything, you're gonna think he's gonna open up his mouth and say his name is Bob. Well, his name is Amon. He's from Pakistan. He don't know nothing about no Europe, nothing. Yeah. He is a Pakistanian. And you go to Pakistan and India, they have hair more like Caucasian. I should say Caucasians have more hair like them because they're the oldest, you know. And if you go to even places like Ethiopia where their hair is a little different, you can find if Ethiopians have an albino, you're not going to know that person is an Ethiopian because they're going to have a small, narrow nose like Europeans. They're going to have small lips like Europeans. Their hair is going to be more like Europeans. So I'm just saying, I like India, though, because India, for sure, the hair is more like that. The nose is more like that. And uh, I'm going to ask you a dumb question. I want you to finish your comment, but I'm going to ask you a dumb question. And if this video, people that's listening, just bear with me, my, my brother. I'm going to let you jump in here, but i got to say this. There's another video. If y'all go to my front page, that's blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. You should be there now if you listen to the show. And if you look at, click on what is where it says show extra, show extra, it's mm-hmm. a link. It's a link to uh, uh, albinism video, and it will blow your mind. It's talking about what I'm talking about right now. They're asking this question, have you ever seen an Indian or a Pakistani Anchorman, news person, because that's a popular job. That's the only reason why they mention that. And you know what you're going to say? You're going to say what everybody watched that video have said. No. You know why you've never seen a Pakistani or Indian albino news anchor person? 
because you're going to be looking right at a white person. And what they do in this video, they show this albino from Indian, uh, India or Pakistan, one of them, and he's standing right next to a white guy. And when you see this guy, you're going to say, okay, where's the albino? You're going to say that. Guess what, my brother? Yeah. There is no, the albino is the person you're looking at, and he's going to tell you I'm him. He looks just mm. like the European. There is no way in yeah. the world you can tell the difference. And what I'm trying to say is, what am I trying to say? Black people are doing that all over the world, producing white babies. I don't mean with the wider nose or the larger lips or the kinky hair. I'm talking about in regions where black people noses is more look like, you know, what white people nose look like. Lips look more like a white people look like. Yeah. And hair hair is more longer. If they produce an albino, it's over. You will not will not mm-hmm. be able to tell the difference and that's gonna kill your theory. And that's what I'm saying. We cannot just think white people from Europe. White people from the whole planet. Yeah, well, the differences in race are based on haplogroups. You have migrations of people based on the different haplogroups that came out of different regions of the world. The way we understand racial differences is from an evolutionary point of view, meaning that all life began in Africa and people migrated out of Africa over, like, millions of years. And as a result of environmental changes in different parts of the world, it changed their uh, physical features, and they evolved certain traits. So, so well, hold they on, were hold on, better hold able on. to survive in in different places. Okay, climates. okay. I don't like. I, I hear what you're saying, but that's another theory I think from white supremacists that's trying to hide behind that. Watch this in Brazil. In Brazil, on my show, if you will just simply go to the archives and look up the show on leprosy, I got pictures. Don't even listen to the show. If you don't want to listen to the show, you don't have time. Look at the slideshow. You know how the show right now got a slideshow. I think I got three pictures up. On the leprosy slideshow, I do the show of this black couple. Man, they look just like probably your uncle or aunt, whoever's dark in your family. They have a more pointed nose. Just so happened they have more pointed, more small lips, just so happened. Black folks in Brazil, they produce three albinos. Man, when you see those kids, you're not going to believe they know albinos. You're going to think there's some little white kids that came over to play with her well, kids. You know, in hold, Brazil, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I'm trying to say to you is they're not in no cold region. Yeah, but in just, Brazil, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on one, more, one more thing. They're not in a cold region. I just produced blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. and they look just like European. This is why I don't believe in the ice old, you know, I don't believe in that whole cold thing. Yes, you don't yeah. get dark. You don't get dark, but you're not going to get white. Yeah, but uh, the point I was trying to make, sir, is that in Brazil there was extensive racial mixing over 500 years. Like when the Portuguese first entered Brazil, they brought more slaves, black slaves, into Brazil than they brought into North America. And the way that they uh, and they and the slave masters, they actively tried to intermarry with the slaves. So so in North America, they had more of a segregated society. They didn't have that in Brazil, meaning that everybody married everybody else. So therefore, you have a very large uh, mulatto population in Brazil 
So, you know, my, my brother, even, my brother. So even the white people, even even people who appear to be white, they have uh they do have black ancestors in their family background. So, but you're not here, you know, but you're not, so, you're not so so the only point I'm trying to make is the country of Brazil happens to be uh like a country that happens to be like an exception uh, to the rule. I'm saying that in general when you talk about race it's not just based on skin color. It's based on different types of anatomical features that people have that live in different regions of the world. The reason why the Indians appear like Europeans is because the Aryans invaded India uh, uh, like over uh, uh, several thousand years ago, and they basically, and the Aryans, they kind of intermarried with the native uh, people of India. So, therefore, you have a large number of Indians that do have that Aryan uh, sort of appearance. If you go okay. into... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. India, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Let me say something to you. This is something I was going to say prior to me taking your call, and I want you to think about this. If we loved all people, if we just forgot about color and loved all people and just begin to start treating people on the basis of their character, not their color, that means white women, with with white people being 8% of the world's population, according to the United Nations, I just read somewhere there are nine, but 8 or 9% of the world's population, you're looking at 91 or 92% non-white. Now, I want you to think about what you're saying. Think about what you're saying. Sometimes you can prove, if something is true, you can prove it more than one way. I'm going to come at you a whole other different way. 91% non-white. If they told the truth about everybody on this planet, that 8% of white women, and they ain't the full 8%, they may be only, if 9% of the world is white, half of them got to be women. So women might be 5%. So 5% versus 91%. Non-white people. That woman might like like her boyfriend or her next husband to be non-white. That annihilates the white gene because the black gene is the dominant. The melanated gene is more dominant. Now, I want you to think about what you're saying. No, no. But, sir, I'm just trying to, you know, explain something to you. The most dominant racial group in the world happens to be Asian. There are more Asians in the world than anything else. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about per se numbers, but even Asian. Even if white mixed with Asian, that baby is no more white. It's not yeah. white is what I'm saying. All of these ethnic groups can annihilate white skin. So the show tonight is saying, should we mix or not? Now, what I'm saying to you is if we forgot about color and looked at character, there's going to be a whole lot of race mixing. If there's a whole lot of so-called race mixing, guess what? There will be no more white yeah, people. Now, but, now, but, now, but, no, 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 but, hold on, hold on, hold on. But hold the only on point I'm trying to make is, yeah, the only point I'm trying to make is this. Caucasian is more sort of interrelated with Asian in terms of on a racial level uh, than it is with uh, black African. Uh, so, like, uh, and what you find is a lot of Asians do marry Caucasian people, and most of the time their offspring 
uh, does have uh, uh, white skin and the offspring uh, does appear to be white. Now, they might have uh, the diafold eyelids that happen to be prevalent among Asian people, but the offspring is considered to be white. So, so, but, 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 you know, this talking about race does not solve um, the problems in terms of the differences in race. What really separates people is not so much race, but you have people who have different cultural backgrounds. Well, culture background. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you can culture people from the continent of Africa. I mean, you can have people come from the continent of. Culture has to do with belief systems. Belief systems have to do with religion. Religion has to do with faith. I don't want to get too much into that. The show is supposed to focus on whites and their concern with preserving white people. And I'm trying to simply prove, and I'm going to come back to you in a second, I'm simply trying to show that white people everywhere. You can say all kind of things about different cultures and how they're more evil. You're probably going to get ready to go down. I've heard this this kind of phone, this talk before. You know, we like to demonize white people, and I'm not trying to. I mean, if you, I just got to talk about leprosy. You can't. Leprosy is the most strongest teachings I know against. But what I would think I would think it would make a lot of white people feel uncomfortable around me, make me look very suspect. I probably lost job interviews because. People go to my Facebook and see these teachings on leprosy. I'm serious. I probably lost business deals. I don't know. So I'm not no kisser up to no white people, but I'm 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 a realist. I'm looking at Brazil, black folk. You talking about how Brazil intermingling all that, but that stuff really don't make sense when two dark skinned people with dark skinned family ain't nobody light hardly around. They produce two white children. I mean, not no kind of. Uh, 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 mulatto, as you were saying, we're talking about show enough white skin looks like they come straight from London or Paris or Switzerland or, you know, Romania. I mean, we're talking about white skin, brother. And it's not just Brazil. It's every nation produced white skin looking people that could move to Europe and nobody would never question their whiteness. That is the problem I have with what you're saying. People want to explain and try to make it like these white people in Europe is a certain kind of breed, and they this and they that and the other. But Brazil whites ain't going to agree with you because they don't know nothing about that. All they know is Brazil culture. These white albinos that pop out of brown-skinned parents, sometimes jet black parents, they're happy with being in India. They're happy with their own culture. They're not doing all this wicked stuff that... You're talking about the Europeans doing so. we got to quit trying to just lump these people and make pushing something that ain't there. It's just not there. And it's taking a whole lot of explaining, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm going to come back to you, but i got to get my point out here. And, and those of you on the, in, in the chat room, I'm telling you all, you all need to call the phone lines quickly, 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 because I'm going to lose every single one of you all. we got some more bombs to drop, some more things to say, and you all going to miss out. I'm telling y'all, call the phone line. Call the phone line, 760-283-0838. We're going to drop some bombs in a minute, all right? I'm very serious. I'm not just teasing. I've got a lot more stuff to say, strong stuff. And I'm going to let this brother talk. He's about to, so brother, just be patient. I'm coming back to you. But listen, folks, the conversation tonight 
is why people like David Duke. I'm going to play this because most of the people that's listening did not even hear David Duke. I want you all to hear him, and then we're going to come back and talk. Uh, my brother, just do me a favor. We're going to listen to get your thoughts together and uh, think about what I'm saying. I mean, you know, we got white people all over every single nation of size produce white-skinned people that can move to Europe, and you won't even know who they are. And they don't act nothing like them people in Europe. So this is why I have problems with people coming to the show saying, well, yeah, but white people. Uh, yeah, the culture, all of that comes with the masses of whites being together, the teaching of their superior, Stalin's and Hitler and all the – that's where all that culture comes from. So the culture I don't want to really bring into the show, per se. I mean, that, that part of it, because – we're just trying to see what is the most high really saying. Should these people be allowed to have their uh, own race? And I can't justify it because I don't see how the most high ever formed a white race. He formed a, race, a, a people out of the dirt. I think I'm going to come to you first, my brother. I'm not going to go to, to this clip. I'm going to come back to you because I don't want to disrespect you. I'm going to give you a little, let you have your say. If you don't mind, just kind of wrap it up. And then we'll go to listen to this very important tape I played earlier that, that will probably have a lot of y'all fuming, but it's, it's very realistic of how a lot of whites feel about their preserving their race. So anyway, let's just go and go to the brother right now. I don't want to just have him waiting any longer. My brother, go ahead with what you were saying. didn't mean to put you on hold, but I just had to kind of focus yeah. back to what well, I was saying. Go ahead. Well, the, my the, my first comment was, you know, Brazil is an exception because there was extensive racial mixing in Brazil over 500 years. The Portuguese actively there's been racial mixing everywhere. The African slaves over there's been racial mixing years, everywhere. So no, but but sir, the racial mixing in Brazil was much more extensive uh, than it was in uh, North America. So okay, therefore. So 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 therefore you don't have any white person in Brazil who does not have a black ancestor. So you don't have hold on hold on hold on hold on you don't have a you don't have a white person also, anywhere. This is what I want you to do. I want you to say something. Let me comment and then you can keep saying you can talk. I'm not gonna cut you off. But after you say some, you say some you say some powerful things. After you say some. And I promise I'll make it. I'm gonna look at the clock. I'm gonna try to make it 15 seconds, and then I want you to finish. So I won't. I won't. I don't, want, I don't like disrespecting people. When I call other shows, I'm, I want to treat you like I want to be treated. So you just made a comment. I want to comment in 15 seconds, and then I want you to keep on talking. Then I want to comment in 15 seconds, and let you keep on talking. Okay. Now, real quick, you just said there was heavy mixing in Brazil. There was heavy yes. mixing throughout. There was heavy mixing throughout the Americas, North America, South America. There was heavy mixed up the Caribbean. No. What do you mean? No. I mean, how do you? No, I know. Actually, no. Actually, in North America, there was more segregation of the races than there was in the Caribbean and in South America. That's the reason why you see, like, if you ever go to the Caribbean, such as a place like Puerto Rico or the uh, Dominican Republic, or if you go down to Brazil or any of those South American countries, you you actually can see in the population the extent of the race mixing that occurred. Whereas when you come back into North America, but, 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 but my, my you brother, can my see brother, listen, how the races were segregated, and but, you can but, but definitely see in the African American population, and uh, we're not, we're not. I need you to see say, I need in you the to population say. that they have more of an extensive link to the West African uh, African population. Let me let me say this. Let me say this, my brother. 
We're not looking at the African population. We're not looking at black people and how they look. We're looking at why is it if white people say that they're from Europe and they're supposed to be preserved and, and this, this person saying I don't need to race mix and all this stuff because we're threatening their survival as a nation. If the most high made them white, we are. They're white. We should not be race mixing. They're right. They're absolutely right. If the most I made them white, we race mix, we annihilate them genetically speaking. But what I was saying earlier was if love and being colorblind erase you, if love, being colorblind, marrying and dating people on the basis of their character, not their color, annihilate you, What held you together? What held you together? You have to have lies and deception and ignorance to even keep whites as a people together. You have to demonize black men and black women to scare your people and stand with them with each other. And this is why Frances Cress Wilson does what she do. She's right. I didn't just get this from Dr. Frances Cress Wilson. I got this from the scriptures and, and a lot of other places. I mean, I'm going to say it again. If being colorblind and marrying and dating and, and socializing on character. You only date people that are smart, people that have you have something in common with, people that, you, that love God or that love life. If you just start looking at character, intangible things versus color, if that annihilates you or cause your numbers to shrink from 9% that you are today to zero, should we be concerned about that? Again, the question is, if love and being colorblind annihilate your people, what preserve you then? What can preserve you then? So do I believe that people in Idaho naturally, Idaho supposed to be white because that's only that's there. But if you got white and blacks, there should be mixing because people should be dating based upon character, not color. And if there's mixing, there's going to be what some people call annihilation. I don't even call it that. I just call it love. I just call it life. I don't look at it like somebody's being annihilated. And you shouldn't either. This is hatred. Check this out. My brother, I'm going to come back to you. I've got to play this quick and uh, check this out. The Associated Press just reported that whites are now a minority of those being born in America. European-American babies are less than five out of every ten babies born and are projected to be less than one out of ten births in just a few decades. This differential in birth rates, coupled with massive illegal immigration, which is almost entirely non-European, and legal immigration, which is over 90% non-European, means that unless a political sea change occurs, White Americans will ultimately be not only a minority in the nation that our people founded, but a tiny minority, well on its way to political and physical obliteration by the end of this century.
Listen to how many times Think about it. to rape. A great people say. example by men such as George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Robert E. Lee, Teddy Roosevelt, Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison is now on the path to oblivion. White babies are now part of an endangered species in the country that their own ancestors created. The preamble of the Constitution of the United States clearly says its purpose, and even that purpose of the United States, to secure the blessing of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. But the posterity of Washington and all the founders of America is being wiped out in their own nation, and in a larger sense, from the very face of the earth. You know, it seems almost superfluous to recount the achievements of the European and American people. The genius of creating electricity, for instance, the, the power that drives your computer, and the electric lights that have lit the world's darkness were invented by our people. The computer devices that you're using right now to watch this video were the product of the genius of Dr. William Shockley, who invented the transistor, and the genius of Robert Noyce, who invented the silicon chip. I was honored to have known Nobel Prize winner Dr. William Shockley and lucky that he called me his friend. He warned the world years ago about the crisis we now face. As a very young man, 40 years ago, I was scorned when I warned America that we would become a minority in our own country. I now tell you that we will become not just a minority, but a vanishing minority by the end of this century unless we stand up now with courage and sacrifice. As recently as the 1960s, whites were still 90% of America's population. Since that time, whites have lost many of their basic human rights. Tens of millions of whites have been forced out of public education because forced integration has made a wasteland of schools in many major cities. When I attended public schools in New Orleans, the most serious offenses were chewing gum or being out of class without a pass. And now it's drugs, weapons, beatings, even rape. Many cannot afford to move to different areas or send their children to private or church school and too many of our kids are now suffering a living hell in an environment more like a nasty, violent, drug-filled gangster rap reality show rather than a decent public school. Hey, Beef, what happened? Some call it racism and even point out the hard fact is that black juveniles are ten times more likely to be criminal, to beat, to rob, to kill, to deal drugs. Are facts racist too? Are white parents racist because they don't want their children to go to school where their children are ten times more likely to be robbed or abused, intimidated, beaten, or even killed or raped? A school where obscenity, drugs, and violence, and gangster rap are the dominant culture, where sexual intimidation, obscene and crude language, and even sexual assault is pervasive. Schools that academically resemble more the third world than America. I know some of you don't worry about the white children in those environments. It's considered noble to concern yourself with the well-being of minorities, even at the farthest ends of the earth. But if you're white and you concern yourself with the well-being of your own people, even your own children, you are deemed a racist. But the real racism today is not by white people. It's against white people. Today, whites face massive racial discrimination in jobs, promotions, college admissions, and scholarships. Even though whites are still 70% of the population, the universities of America's new elite, like Harvard, are only about 20% composed of non-Jewish whites.
the government's biggest employer, the post office, has so much anti-white racist discrimination going on that blacks are at least three times overrepresented in employment. For instance, in Chicago, where blacks are only 18% of the workforce, they are 80% of the secure, well-paid post office jobs. Many old neighborhoods of safety and beauty and well-kept lawns and gardens have been transformed. Once wonderful and vibrant cities like Detroit now look like, well, they've been in a war, a war that we lost. The same that's true in Detroit is happening in London and Paris. The news just came out in Paris that in this jewel of Western civilization and culture, non-Europeans are now the majority of those born just like in the U.S. Some suburbs of Paris look more like Nigeria than France. And some areas of the quaint old London of Dickens, in some areas, the Briton is the one looking like the foreigner and is treated like a trespasser. Funny, those who object are called the racists, the haters. But look at the reality of it all. If you want to see real hate and real brutality, go to the demographic areas reflecting the new America, the new Europe. Drugs, brutality, rape, massive abuse of women, murder. The real racists are those who hate the European people so much that they're engineering our genocide. America and Europe are just a tiny percentage of the planet. Why are we not accorded the right to preserve our heritage, our culture, our faiths, our values, even the unique expressions of our beauty. The world's media let out the cry, save Tibet. Yes, do save Tibet. If Tibet endures massive Chinese immigration, then the great cultural, ethnic, and religious heritage of Tibet is lost forever. And the people of Tibet and the world will suffer from this loss. But it's the loss of Europe and America and the European people that created the wonders and beauty of Western civilization any less valuable. How about save Paris? Save London, save Atlanta, save the West. We rightfully support every people's human rights around the globe. But should people of European descent not be entitled to human rights as well? There are 1.3 billion in China, and they're all Chinese, and they have almost no non-Chinese immigration. India has a billion people, overwhelmingly Indian. Africa is teeming with Africans, and they have almost no immigration. There are dozens of mostly Amerindian or African nations in Central and South America and the Caribbean, and their numbers are exploding. But we of European descent, we're not even allowed to continue our existence as only one-tenth of the Earth's people. Genocide is the destruction or wiping away of any race or any people from the Earth. And we are being wiped away. I support the preservation of all life on Earth. You know, we must preserve the blue whales and the great African elephant. But is the true beauty of the European child or mother or adult any less important to preserve than an elephant or a whale? I believe we have the right to live. Well, I believe that we shall live and that we shall be free and we shall not lose our precious rights and heritage. We are still the vast majority of our countries. We're like an elephant terrified by a mouse. We just have to raise our foot and put it down and we will survive. And we'll create a new America and a new Europe based on excellence and beauty and creativity and heritage. The re okay, Th that that's pretty much it. Now, uh, again, <laughs> the show is designed to address the needs of people just like that because they are people. He have concerns. Let's not be so selfish as 
non-white people to just say, oh, he's just racist. That's David Duke, folks. That's the man that was running for political office. He had a lot of people behind him. So he, I played him because he's one of their front boys. And you heard him talking about preserving the blue whale, the this, the that, and the other. All those things was created by God, created by the Most High. None of them are mutation. These are what most I created. I'm not trying to say white people is just a mutation. I'm saying white skin is a mutation. White people are priceless. White people, the soul, is priceless. This is what I don't hear in my black brothers and sisters the Israelites and different people, the Egyptologists, I don't hear that. I'm not trying to run off, wipe away anybody. David Duke don't need to worry. These white people are going to exist. When they have children, they're going to exist. Their grandchildren, they just make white skin is the thing on trial tonight on this show. Do we have a right to preserve something that has to be literally you have to use corruption and lies to get... How are you going to preserve white people, David Duke? He's talking about let's stand together, let's do this. How are you going to do it? You have to force people from coming to the country. You can't have no country. Your country was built by immigrants, starting with the slaves. Yes, I know whites helped, but mostly this was non-white people. Now that it's all built up, you want to try to stop the immigration. Say what you want to say about the Mexicans. They help build this country as well. White skin is on trial, not white people. It's a big, gigantic difference. It'd be like if I started breeding people that had bald heads, and all of a sudden I started talking about bald head people superior, and, and do they have a right to live? You actually could have a bald head race while you're playing. I mean, I'm very serious. Doctors can do it. We can only breed certain people. We can have bald-headed men and women. We can say they're superior. We can we can point to all the stats they ever did good, all that mess he was saying. There, there's, for every invention he named, there's probably 25 black inventions I can put to that, not to mention how it all started with so-called African people. It wasn't called Africa back then. David Duke is full of it. He don't know it, and, and I shouldn't say he's full of it because he's probably mean well. He feels like like the blue whale, like black people, like Africans, and all the people named Chinamen. China is not doing nothing. They just China. They just those people are are judging each other by character, and they just marrying each other. There's so many of them. Africa, just you know. But when you're in a position where you're mixed with a lot of people, you cannot go into trying to. The only way you're going to keep those people away from each other is say bad things to one about the other. That is the only way, and that's why. Dr. Francis Cress Wilson and other people believe that we even have racism for the purpose of keeping us separate. And I believe it with all my heart, soul, body, and fiber. And there's a higher reason than that I can go into, but I can't go into that. Because I believe we are really the people of the book Israelites and we're just fulfilling prophecy. But again, that's some deeper. Again, folks, if you forget everything I've said to Madam show, think about this. If being colorblind, forgetting about care, forgetting about color, and just seeing a, a young man, if you're a young woman, and you're just judging them, like the scripture talks about, by their character, 
if living life that way annihilates a people, do you have the right to preserve those people? And if love erases those people, because that's what that is, love, what preserves them? What is David Duke talking about? Stand with me. What do they plan on doing to try to preserve this people? Do you have any idea? Try to figure it out. What could he have done to preserve white skin? This is no hatred towards white people. I love white people. I love the soul, the spirit. White skin, don't have no beef with white skin, no more than I do black skin. I just think that it can and it will be a thing of the past if mankind moves towards what the Most High wants us to do, and that's to love all people. Now, if you got Idaho up there and ain't no blacks around, yeah, there will always be whites as long as you have the Idahos and the North Dakota, South Dakota. And guess what? I wish them well had nothing but love for those people. They should be white. If a black person go up there, though, and they find somebody that they, they love that's white, whenever the baby comes out, fine. I just put my love for all people in every way. If annihilation occurs, it occurs. Yes, white people are 8 to 9% of the world population, according to some polls. But like Dr. Francis Crest Wilson say, a lot of the pain we go through, a lot of the lies you hear, like David Duke just got to making like, Gangster rap is destroying. You gotta, these people are very sneaky, just like Satan. You know, talk about gangster raps and drugs and beatings. All these things you talk about is what is in white schools before gangster rap was even born. And again, gangster rap is the creation from white young people's support, and they get their money from white grown-ups. So if you don't like gangster rap, white people, you shouldn't give your kids that money. You shouldn't have it allowed to be played in your house. You're, you're 70% of the world's population. I'm, I stand corrected according to David Duke, and he's right. You are 70%. Well, if 70% say they're not going to fund rap, guess what? We would It wouldn't even be. White kids and white schools have had problems before black folks even got there. And by the way, who are the people that's promoting these people? Whose checks are signing? Okay, who produced these people? I know Pete and them kind of their own thing now, but what started rap? Who was the white young men signing these people up? There's more white producers than there are black. Don't look at the top Jay-Z and P. Diddy. Before it was them, it was these little white young cats with the blue jeans on signing up all this so-called gangster rap and ghetto rap, it was your own people, David Duke. So we should take a vote. Should we abandon loving people, judging them based upon character, not color? Should we abandon that and just look out at the white and just don't mix with them? You know, the Most High told Israel not to mix with certain people, but it wasn't based upon skin color. It was based upon whether or not they feared the Most High or not. 
my brother earlier that talk, I'll let you talk a whole lot. I mean, wanted to get back with you. I really enjoyed your intelligence, brother. I love hearing from people that's got something to say. I hope you call the show again, but I gotta wrap this up. Again, you had a lot to say. Don't think I wanna listen. You had a lot to say. You sound like you've been studying. Please continue studying. Please call the show again. I personally will give you a little bit more time. I'll apologize, okay, and you know appreciate him uh jumping out there. But a lot of y'all was afraid to. Very intelligent young man. I love hearing from young, intelligent black men. That's a classic example right there. We got lots of people like that that's got something to say. Even though I might not agree with him on some of the things he said, it don't mean this brother ain't studying. And I could be wrong to tell you the truth, but I'm just looking. We have white-skinned people all over the world. So I'm not going to say that white-skinned people is from Europe because they're not. Folks, listen, you got to love people. No matter what you do in life, I would not want to trade places with the whites, uh, so-called white people that hated us and hung us and done all those things. I'm not about to do the same thing to them. This show is not in any way meant to be that way. If I didn't present it right, I apologize. Leprosy is a very touchy situation, but leprosy was a type of uh, albinoism was a type of leprosy. Vitiligo was a type of leprosy. And I go into this thing deep like y'all would not believe in other shows. Just simply go to the archives, look up anything on leprosy. I've done like eight shows. I've had on guests. I had on audio clips of Dr. Jewel Pukram. We've had the slide presentation is off the chain. I've got so many. I've got pictures of different things that Leviticus described, pictures I found. You know, where the white hair has turned, where the white spot has turned to white hair. Go to the archives, folks. If y'all think I'm smoking on some, I'm very serious. White skin in Bible times, as much as it's blown up today in biblical times, when all those people were dark skinned people. And I don't mean no yellow. I'm not, I don't even believe they was yellow. Because the yellow come from a lot of mixing kind of what the young brother was saying, there was a lot of mixing, especially within the Crusades time when millions had came down. That's why Israel today looked like it looked. That region was dark-skinned people. And when they saw a white person, they they act like the people in Papua New Guinea today that see white people. You know, was, uh, the History Channel did a special on White people, I mean, black people in Papua New Guinea seeing whites for the first time, y'all got to see it. Oh, I wish I could have recorded that. It was the most amazing thing. The first thing they wanted to do was destroy them. And they they had these villages that knew the white people, and they was told those the natives, don't do it, don't, 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 don't hurt them. They're our friends. But the first initial thing was to destroy them. I'm talking about white skin, not white people. It's a world of difference between black skin and black people and white skin and white people. I don't wish a hair on their head be hurt as a human spirit. I don't wish that happened to really white skin. I just know that black is the dominant gene. And when a non-white person marries a white person, there is no more white skin. That white skin picks up that pigmentation, and now you know that it gets a little darker. That's, that's again, that's why white people to this day are not albinos because they mix. That's why we are not albinos because we're mixed too. If my parents would have been less pigmented, I'd be less pigmented. 
If their parents have been less pigmented, I could be sitting up here right now less pigmented. This is why I can never hate white people because they are us. We are them. I will never buy into these theories that they're this, they come from this to do that. Yeah, I know they've got a, fun, a bunch of funny behavior right now because they've been taught demonic doctrines. you taught all your life that you are superior and you're better. You're going to treat people like animals, those that were taught that. But you forget, some of y'all, that some white people were taught better than you was taught about love. And they are demonstrating that when you come across some people, you just kind of ignore them and move on. You need to take note of them. What about them? What about them? There's some white people, their parents would knock their teeth out if they said anything crazy to a black person. What about them? What about them? Some of y'all's doctrine is flawed. You're teaching this stuff to people. You're on Facebook and the Internet and MySpace, and you're spreading this hate. And you're going to suffer. You're going to pay. The Most High is going to deal with all these people. A lot of Israelites finding out that they are the true people of the book, and that's a great thing. That's a great thing. But you can never hate. And me talking about love, erasing skin color is not hate. It's just a, This is just straight-up science. I want to wrap, I want to close the show out with a poem and a, and a, and a song. This poem y'all going to like. Y'all going to like, this is my Angelo, still I rise, but this ain't just for black folk. This is for white people, too. You going to rise. You just might not have white skin in the end. Love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Don't go nowhere. You got to hear this poem and this song, very important song, my Angelo. Still I rise again. This is for not just black people. It's for you too, black people, but not just you. This is for whites. You're going to rise, David Duke, but your skin is none of your business what color you're going to look like in the end. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, risen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Find thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in a human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like suns and like moons, with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. Still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops. Weakened by my soulful cries. Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. <laughs> As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. 
You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, all right. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rise.